0: Hi, you're listening to the Blues Podcast with me, Big Boy Blower, and my producer, Adam Whaley. How are you doing, Adam? I am doing very, very well. How are you today, Blower? I'm very good. I'm very excited about this little chat that we had with uh, with Beth Hart a few weeks ago. Uh, she's just such a lovely person, and this is uh, this is a very exciting little chat we had here. I think she's a very excitable person as well. Exciting is a good word. She's very bubbly. She's a, she's a really lovely, she is. isn't she? You know, you just you just can't not like her. Unconstrained, maybe one would say.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Well, she did. Uh, uh, I mean, she did
0: achieve some things in just in that interview alone that I've never seen anyone do. Uh, force some grapefruit juice down you was probably my favourite part of that interview, actually. I'm not so sure I agree with force, but certainly uh, <laughs> encourage, some persuaded. Juice she, into, she was very like, yes, persuasive.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, all the excitement and talk about grapefruit juice. We should have a listen to this chat right now, don't you? Yes, let's have a listen to you chatting to Beth Hart. So here I am with Grammy-nominated, the wonderful Beth Hart. Beth, how are you? I'm doing very good now that I'm here with you. It's so good to see you again. Good to see you again. <laughs> it's been a little while, hasn't it? But yeah. I think, I think the last time we spoke was maybe about four years ago. Mm, God, has it been that long? It has. It has. Wow. I've been hibernating in the woods.
1: Oh, like. yeah, because I did. It was for Fire on the Floor, and then I didn't do press for uh, Joe's and uh, I, uh, right, yeah. Uh, coffee. Yeah, Black Coffee, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I also lost my job as well. So it was, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> So, but I'm back,
0: yes. Yay! Woo! <laughs> now, um, actually, yeah. Last time I saw you, I, I also saw you play, I think it was at the barbican. Oh, oh, yeah, I think, yeah. Which How long ago show. was that? That was a while ago, it wasn't that? Was about four years ago. Wow, yeah, oh man, yeah. and then I saw actually, I saw you again at the uh, at the Albert Hall. Oh, yeah, which yeah. was, yeah.
1: Phenomenal. Oh, you came to the Albert Hall DVD. Yeah. Uh, Could you tell how terrified I, I was? I wasn't on
0: the DVD. but I, No, you
1: weren't on the DVD. <laughs> Where were you sitting there?
0: I think we were... you in were, a box or were you down on the no, floor? No, no, no. We were in the cheap seats, of course. <laughs> of course. But I was kind of like, the stage here and I was on the left somewhere and it was, um, it was cool. My wife and, uh, and I came along and we were just absolutely... Gobsmacked by your show. It was really? fantastic. Yeah,
1: I thought I screwed that up so bad. I was so horrified. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't start feeling comfortable until I went alone at the piano. Like I usually start when I'm really scared. I usually will tell the band in the middle of the show, "Hey guys, I'm just gonna go to where the fire is even hotter." You know, for some reason yeah. that seems to chase the devil <laughs> away. And I did that. And then when we did "Caught Out in the Rain," I I kind of enjoyed that. But otherwise, the whole time. Oh, I just kept thinking everyone thinks this sucks so bad and they want to leave, but they won't leave because they're nice people and they don't want to hurt my feelings, <laughs> but they just can't wait for it to be over. And I think we ended up doing like two and a half hour show or yeah. something ridiculous like that. But anyway, it's over now and I survived. So thank God. <laughs>
0: Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say one thing about the show and all your shows that I've seen you at is, and in fact, all, all the albums as well is, you, you know, you always really leave uh, where your heart on your sleeve you mm-hmm. know, and does that get tiring for you?
1: No, I I don't know any better to not do that. You know what I mean. And yeah. so sometimes, like, I'll pray about it before I go on, and I'll say, "Please, oh, let me just use them as my therapist. Let me be an entertainer. Let me be a professional." <laughs> but I find that's harder
0: to be well, I a think professional. People love it though. I mean, they lo- they love to, to to get close and and you know to know you and and to. You know, to see what makes the songs tick and, and what goes on. So that, 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 I think it works in your favor, but...
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I, I, I would have thought it would get tough. you know, it'd, it'd be very draining.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's weird for some reason. And it's probably because I started in therapy when I was six. And I was also raised in a family that never downs you for being open. So right. I think I grew up just being trained on how to be open about everything. And my fear is if I'm not open... Then the devil gets his way. (laughs) I really do. So, yeah, that's the only way I know how to chase chase away darkness is to just be really open about it.
0: I think, you know, this new album you've said is like the, the closest you've ever got. And it's like, you know, the most stripped back. You've sort of revealed stuff about... How many many layers do you think are left to strip back? Do you think there's any more left you've got? I
1: think if we live a million years, there's always so many layers (laughs) to strip back. Yeah, because life is so astounding. It's so affecting. Even if you want to hide from it all, you can't. The only way to hide from it is to be dead. So if we're alive, life's always going to affect us. And it's a beautiful thing because as much as it can hurt, it also sets you free. You know, it's like, I, I don't know how to appreciate love if I don't also know what it feels like to hate. And I don't know how to appreciate a good meal if I don't know what it's like to be really hungry or to have eaten crap, you know? And I I love that about life. I think it works quite well. But, you know, I regress and I go back into thinking, oh, God, why is it this way? And I'll I'll give you an example. Before I was coming out here, there is a subject – on this record that I had never talked about before. And I'd written about it on the song and it felt cleansing and healing, but I always know in my mind, I don't have to say what it is. I can just keep my mouth shut and let it be yep. to the listener whatever they want it to be. But it was a, it's a very dark subject matter and I was scared. And so I started working with my, um, One of my doctors uh, who I've been with for 20 years, Dr. Appleton, and how to talk about it and how to, you know, be present and show up and and go there, Um, because I just kind of feel like that's the kind of artist that I am. It's it's it just laid out there. Um, I certainly don't think it's for everyone, but it's why I do this. If I didn't have an opportunity to have a record deal or sit here and talk with you about it, I would still be doing that at home and for yeah. my dogs and I'd be <laughs> telling them the story, you know, or bring my bird into the room and go, okay, check this out, dude, because that makes me feel free. It sets me free. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tell me about the dogs. I want to hear about the dogs and the birds. Oh
1: okay, God, I love my bird. <laughs> so I got a cool story for you, actually, about my bird. So my bird pie has recently passed away. And no, I have Pie. Hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. Let's back up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you, you, first of all, you have a bird. What sort of bird is it? Okay, well, right now I have a parakeet, but I had my canary named pie. Okay, and why is it called Pi? For pie? almost 20 years. Well, Scott's favorite type of pie is rhubarb pie. Right. So I got him two birds. I got a white canary, which I named pie, and then okay. I got a red canary named rhubarb. Okay. Well, Pi killed rhubarb because Pi is a bad motherfucker. This thing will attack anything and everything. So I tried to put a few more birds in with Pi. He killed them too. And they say the crabbiest and most angry people tend to live the longest anyway. He's the longest living bird I ever had. But then he got sick and he was dying. So I was so sad and we made a beautiful little coffin for him, put roses and all these little yummy things he liked inside. We buried him in the yard and I said, okay, I got to get another bird. And Scott goes, no, you're not. It's a horrible thing to get a bird and put it into a cage. What are you thinking? (laughs) And I do it because my mother always had birds. So it makes me think of my mother. My mother's alive, but I always want her with me in some way. And having a bird in the house makes me think of that. He said, no, you're not getting another bird. And i was so bummed out but i want to respect my husband so i threw out all the bird stuff except for the cage and i cleaned it and guess what happened this is so awesome christmas day my husband gets a call from our neighbor he said hey man is this your bird sitting out on my windshield of my car wow and scott goes what and he goes outside to go next door to check out this little bird now the bird has flown over and is on top of my sister susan's car in our driveway and he grabs the bird and brings it, in and he goes, "Here's a bird for you." <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is God saying, "Sorry, Scott, you're wrong. She needs to have her mama with her, and she has it with these birds." That is that is real. Cool. Isn't that sweet? But
0: I think it worked out pretty good for Scott too, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah he got to bring this bird in for you, and like, exactly.
1: You know. And it was on Christmas Eve, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, it's it. like, I didn't get you a present, but. He's a bird <laughs> yeah and i think it was someone who bought a little bird for their f- for like daughter or son and it flew away oh so i know that's oh that's pretty hard one right, person's sadness yes. another's joy and then reverses
0: this is much like life though isn't it i, mean, I know the roller coaster of life yeah right yeah because <laughs> yeah I, I, things are up and down all the time, All especially in the time. music business, right? Oh my, I, mean, I don't know
1: if it's especially the music business. I think that they just have a spotlight on anything like that in entertainment. So you hear more of the stories that are going on with everyone. But I'm sure yeah. doctors and lawyers and teachers and everybody's having themselves their ups and downs, right? Because that's just life, right?
0: I think in the music industry, you you tend to put more more hope into something maybe. And, you know, if you're doing a, a job where you're a lawyer or, a, you know, a, an accountant, you kind of know where this is going, right? Mm. But in the music industry, it's always, things are open and you think, it's always changing. This could be, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, so you didn't yeah, it's get those, like highs and those Yeah, kind of like gambling. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. jumping
1: up to the back rat table and you don't know how it's going to go.
0: I guess it's that excitement that maybe keeps us going a little totally it's so
1: exciting absolutely and all that rejection and those things that happen along the way are really the greatest things that happen because it tests your spine it tests how much you really love what you're doing if you get applauded and if you get booed do you still show up and do the do the job (laughs) and that i think is a testament of your love for and that's a good thing i love it
0: i want to know the last time you got booed
1: (laughs) well you know what okay today
0: no, by myself.
1: Way. No, by myself. Listen, with oh, any criticism <laughs> I've ever received, it's never as harsh as my own criticism to myself. Yeah, I hear that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that happens a lot. Yeah, and then also when my mind is really not doing well, dude. I will see people in the audience booing and telling me I suck. And I'm sitting up there trying to get through this gig. And I'll say to my band, did you see that dude doing that? And the band will say, okay, you're being cuckoo head again. That's not happening. And that happens from time to time. And it happens actually more as I get older.
0: Really, yeah? Mm, yeah. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So, you know, so you're 47 now. 47. Same age as me.
1: Oh. We're looking pretty good, right? What's your birthday? My
0: birthday is December, 71. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm 72, January twenty four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: You and I are right by each other. Yep. Yeah.
0: So you know, we So know. Are you Sagittarius? I am. Yeah.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah, is that good? I don't well, know. Well,
1: one of my best friends, yeah, Ron is Sagittarius. <laughs> I love Sagittarius. They say you guys always have a suitcase packed. Like you want to travel, you want to go, you want to move. Uh yeah, you want adventure.
0: <laughs> maybe. I'm quite lazy as well though. So I, yeah? think two, I think the two, you know. <laughs> but forty seven a quarter of a century in yeah. the business. Yeah. Uh, it's changed a lot hasn't it but yeah do you think love it love how it's changed do you
1: think think it's going the right way because I mean it's so going the right way it's the best thing ever because now you are not resting on the hope of getting a major record deal to let people know you are alive and let people know about the work you're doing and because of that there's less of a chance of you being put into a box. Yeah, You get to find your way. I mean, as all artists, no matter what form of art you're doing, you're supposed to seek and try new wells and pull different things out and make crap work and then <laughs> sometimes make beautiful work. And, it, and it's all in the bo- eye of the beholder anyway. There's been things I've done that I loved and everybody else thought was the worst. Yeah. And then there's been stuff that I did I don't really think was very good. And then people react to it in a good way. So it's really interesting. And now now with social media, like I say, it opens up all these other possibilities, getting to discover all kinds of artists, and I think that's fantastic.
0: Uh yeah, I mean I agree with you actually. You know, it's it's never been easy to go out there and find new music, has it? I mean, you know, you just go and you say to some device, yeah. play me Beth Hart, and yeah. there's the brand new album yep. right there. I mean, that's fantastic. It's crazy cool. But do you not think that a little bit the 70s was like a golden era for for, for the music industry kind of almost it was like
1: i don't know man you know when that scene was happening i didn't get into that i my first scene was way older music i loved all the classical early composers and I loved all the jazz. I loved the American Songbook, a lot of the stuff that Frank Snatch was doing, Dinah Washington was doing. And then I loved things like that my mom would play, like she'd play a lot of Bob Seger <laughs> and uh, the early Billy Joel and Carly Simon. And then my sisters were playing a lot of Beatles My brother was playing a lot of punk, a lot of reggae. He was obsessed with reggae. I got every reggae record he had. Wow! So I was just surrounded by a lot of music that I loved. And then I discovered Black Sabbath, which I fell crazy in love with. Rush, um, Zeppelin. Um, But, you know, the things that move me the most to this day is still those incredible songs, those old American songbooks. Jazz songs, you know, I love those, and classical music, you know, and of course, you know the blues and soul. But I don't know. I think I've never heard a genre that I didn't really love. There's so many great <laughs> artists everywhere.
0: Oh, I was listening to the new album this morning. Oh, uh, no. Loving it, absolutely really loving thank it. You, yeah, thank you. Good. particularly. Cool. Um, oh yeah, what particularly? Um, tell me, tell me. I've, I've completely forgotten the name. Sugar, Sugar Shack. Sugar Shack. Woo! There you go. I didn't yeah. That?
1: I love it so much. You know why I love that you disco. say that? Disco. I love the
0: disco feel of it. Totally. Yeah. It's
1: like 1982 yeah. disco meets <laughs> Trent Reznor. I love it. And you know that total was total Rob Cavallo. He's like, because I had that song sitting around. I'd written that with a buddy of mine like seven years ago. And every time I go to do a record, I always turn in everything I've written that year plus all the stuff that never made it to a record. I do it all the time. Yeah. And boy, Rob was like, "Hey, man, I think I know what's missing in this song." And then when he did that, we were all live in the studio together, and I wasn't even in the booth; I was in the, the control room. And it was so inspiring what we were, they, were, they were doing that we just did it. And then a whole new part came, and it was just—it became one of my favorite things on the record. And it's not like anything else. And do you know what it's about? Um, no, tell me. Okay. I want, I so I'm a guess. whore, and I live in a brothel. And I get all these different dudes. Yeah. (laughs) And this one guy comes and he's so awesome that it's so hot that we blow the roof off the place. Right. So he goes back to his wife or his sweet, good girlfriend. But I know he'll keep coming back to the sugar shack. And so I stay (laughs) there and I never leave for the rest of my life because I'm waiting for him to come back. Yeah. I love that song. Wow. Where did that come from? It's hot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's, It's fun, though. I can't wait to do it live.
0: Very exciting. I mean, you know, with, with disco on the album and, you know, the blues and the roots and the jazz stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's so many genres there that you've crossed. Mm. And, uh, do you think there's anything you ever wouldn't touch at all? No. Really? No, I
1: think it would be fun, challenging. I'm sure I would suck, suck at it. And maybe if I kept being willing to suck at it, I would reach something <laughs> that worked. And that's fun, that's exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to the Beth Hart Bavarian Poker Oompa uh, yeah, album yeah. Lynn, in that, that case. Would be yeah. Cool. yeah. You <laughs> know
1: what now that I can't believe you mentioned Sugar Shack because when we were finished with this record, my um, friend Bianca and I said, "Wouldn't it be cool to make a whole record of like dance Music yeah. like that, where all the lyrics were based around sex and love and fun. <laughs> I wouldn't have to write about anything depressing, like war in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just all be fun and light. <laughs> and how fun would that be once, you know? This is
0: something else I was going to ask you, actually. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're always wearing your heart on your sleeve, as I said earlier, and, and, you know, writing about stuff that, you know, you go through and, you know, everybody and and everybody always focuses on the dark stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but do you ever feel like doing just this upbeat kind of like you know? Well, I do. Come if on. You, if you
1: look at the catalog. There's always going to be stuff in there that's just filled with fun. Yeah. Like Spirit of God is about going to church and having a ball and running up and down the aisles and sweating and the pastor stomping out devils up there and people are just having fun. So and bang bang boom boom. Yeah. Even yeah. though there's a little bit of a dark side to it. Did you know what that song's about? This you know, uh, Natural Born Killers, the movie. I do, yeah. Those two, yeah. Didn't they look like they made it so fun to be like mass, like cruising around and being <laughs> crazy punk rockers and like <laughs> so. There's always there's always some kind of I, at least. I feel when I'm writing it, there's always some hope within the hopelessness. And I like that. I like the idea of the devil and the angel sitting next to each other. They kind of seem to make each other's colors that much brighter, that much more noticeable. I love that, that duel. It's cool. Yeah, Yeah,
0: the juxtaposition of it. Mm. Okay, let's change change tack a little bit. I want to. I want to. I want you to imagine. It's a Sunday. I always
1: have so much fun with him. Really? I'm having so much fun right now. I do. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You go. You no, go. no, no. You carry okay. on.
0: It's fine. I love it. <laughs> I want you to imagine. It's a Sunday. Okay. It's a Sunday morning. Sunday morning. You've had loads of sleep.
1: Yeah.
0: You feel great. Yeah. You have nothing to do for the yes. whole of the day. Yes. What are you going Gardening. to do? Gardening. Gardening, yeah? Absolutely. Really?
1: Doesn't matter if I'm happy or sad. I wake up. The first thing I do, I stretch out, say my little prayers, brush my teeth, do a little nice look, make the bed because I'm a very anal and overly clean person. <laughs> Run downstairs. I get the strongest cup of green tea. I take six bags of green tea, put it into a big mug, pour the water over it, get it jacked up, go out, and I'm out in the garden the whole day. I wow. love it. I just love it. Wow, I love, it. So I love it as much as, as music.
0: Really? Yeah. I can't imagine spending a whole day in a garden working. I can imagine sitting there kind of, you oh, know, just hanging out. It's but amazing. What, what are you to I do? I love
1: sweating. I love to sweat. <laughs> and I get out my rakes and I get out my big shovels. And I'm moving trees and plants and shrubs. And I'm also trimming. And I do a lot of fertilization. I'm always going to either Home Depot or... Or the garden shop by the house. I know everybody's name. They're like my friends, my family. And I really, really love it. I really feel like I'm in a peaceful place. And it's very creative gardening, too. It really is. I'm just, oh, I love it. I always I was
0: kind of like the, you know, the, the the low maintenance stuff, though, you know, just like. Oh, the easy. Yeah, you know, trim it once a year and that's fine. Then you can sit there and, you know, just yeah. just look at it and admire yeah. it all year rather than.
1: Yeah.
0: I watched my parents' garden all the time and, you know, years ago and they were just forever pulling up weeds and planting yeah. flowers yeah. that lasted for six weeks. Yeah, and it's like,
1: yeah. That's yeah. a lot
0: of work. For like, It is a lot of work. a lot of reward, really. But it's, it's like,
1: so worth it. You know what the reward is for me? It's just like songwriting. The reward is not when it's finished. It's the doing of it. It's the seeking. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about gardening is it's the seeking. It's how am I gonna get this baby in the right place where it's gonna flourish and be thoughtful and take time and work on it, you know? There's something neat about that. Yeah. It's
0: the journey, eh? Not the yeah, uh, not the destination. Yeah. So let's let's get back to the album for a little bit because uh, I wanted to ask you about a couple of the songs. Yeah. Some of them got slightly cheeky sounding titles. Mm. Tell me. Like, oh, Rub Me
1: For Luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what that's about? Well,
0: <laughs> you, again, you tell me. <laughs> Joe Bramasa. Okay. It's about Joe Bramasa. Keep
1: going. It's when I, I heard see there was lots of guitar play. reference in there. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I see him play, it is such a turn on. And you know how crazy in love with my husband I am. But you can't not be excited and moved by someone that plays like that and is that dedicated and he is that dedicated his whole life is dedicated to making music and he loves it it wouldn't matter what genre you told him to play he would love playing it and that's why i think he's so incredible at it is that he's always playing that instrument so yeah that song is all about me the first time That I got to really record with him in the studio because I wasn't really aware of him before that Right. and then we went in to make that very first record don't explain and he did some things where I just went what the frick is going on this kid (laughs) is like unbelievable and sweet but god it's funny it's funny how because if if I'm because right now I'm in my like performing gear right like I sang today so I've got more of a swag and a confidence but as soon as you see me out of this I, I swear <laughs> yeah. I don't leave the house. I don't socialize. I'm scared to go out, you know, and that's probably another reason why I love gardening or songwriting as I get to stay in my own little world because I'm scared to go out in the real world, you know, <laughs> and I feel like with him, it's like that, you know, when you talk to him in private, he's so sweet and quiet and kind of almost withdrawn. Yeah. And then as soon as he picks up that ax, it's like this incredibly powerful Man comes out that's fearless. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat to watch that. Do you not
0: think a lot of musicians are like that? We're kind of mm. actually a lot of musicians are, are really uh, introverted. But mm. it's I think music is something that uh, musicians maybe do to, to have that release and you know kind of yeah. to, to, to to get their feelings across because yeah. most of the time they would just want to sit there going I, you know, I don't want to talk to anyone yeah. just just leave me alone. But I know musically when you're on stage. It's almost like you are on your own, and it's like you can you can just put it out there. And it's, put it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a, it's a really good kind of forum for just going. Yeah. 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 Be- Beth is drinking um, grapefruit. Grapefruit. This mashed up kind Woo! of grapefruit pink thing. It's um, yum yum yum. Yeah, it looks it looks great, but I I have a feeling it's. No. I bet you a no. million
1: dollars if you sip that, you'd say, you know what? That's not as bad as what I thought it was going to be.
0: Show me the money and I'll, I'll do it.
1: Really? <laughs> Will you really take a sip? I don't have any cooties. I don't have anything funky. I'm just a little crazy. Okay. Take a little hit of that.
0: Okay. The glass is in my wait, hand. I'm going to stir it just a
1: little bit. Okay. For you, okay? All right. Okay. Get all the yummy at the top because right now it's kind of gone to the bottom.
0: Actually, it's okay. It's actually okay, yeah, it's isn't actually, it? It's, okay. it's not that bad, is it?
1: Because sometimes it's really sour, and this one isn't. It's good.
0: I'm well, there you go. I've learned something today. Grapefruit is not the evil, evil
1: also, fruit I thought it was. And also our taste buds are always changing. So if you don't like something every couple of years, taste it. That is true. it might have changed. That is true. Yeah. That's no. mm. Mm.
0: Mm. true about music as well.
1: But yeah. that's
0: another story altogether. Yeah. Again, going back to war in my mind, the front cover photo. Yeah. So you kind of just went au naturel on that, right?
1: I did. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm 47, the jig is up. And I just <laughs> kind of felt like for me to try and hold on, it's not that I'm not going to wear makeup sometimes. I'm wearing makeup right now. But for this record, I just felt with the photographer, Greg Waterman, who I've worked with throughout the years, he's a great guy. And I just, I was thinking Johnny Cash. I was thinking uh, male um, songwriters, pretty raw songwriters, yeah. they kind of hang it out there. And and I was thinking, why not just kind of have that kind of look? And why not just, and don't photo touch, just let it be yeah. what it is. I get fillers done. I get freaking Botox down once in a while. I'm a vain woman. I don't want to look like an old rag either. But I kind of like that it wasn't all made to be something it's not. Yeah. And, you know,
0: do you think this is something that might continue?
1: I don't know. It <laughs> so depends on my wild mood. I never yeah. know where it's going to go. But I do think that I was feeling more confident, and that's why. So when I'm feeling more insecure, I do notice that I tend to um, try and look like something I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: You mentioned Johnny Cash a minute ago, and it and, and kind of seen the gnarlier and older he got kind of more cool he was. That
1: kind of. I loved him so much. Oh, my God. And I didn't know of him as a young person. I didn't oh, right. like his music yeah? at all. And I had to get older to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: When I was a kid, my, one of my neighbours used to take me to school and he only had one cassette in the car. It was Johnny Cash. And he used to do the same amount of trips every day. So every time we got in the car, it was always on the same track, this cassette. Every single day we went to school, it was uh, One Piece at a Time. <laughs> I, yeah. I heard that song for about two years. Wow. <laughs> and that was like when I was eight or nine. So it was like, yeah, that was, that was ingrained His into me. His <laughs> lyrics were
1: incredible, weren't they? He,
0: he, he was like, he didn't even care about timing or anything. It was great. Fantastic. Just, you know, just, just tell the story. Just, just you know,
1: tell the story. Don't let
0: the music get in the way. Yeah. Which is like, you know, sometimes, actually these days, a lot of people could learn a lesson from that, I think, mm. you know. So much is uh, computerized and homogenized, and, mm. and you know, the, the corners are taken off everything, aren't they? A lot of you know, yes. and a lot of um, pop in particular. And yeah, you could do with listening to a little bit of Johnny Cash and thinking, well, it doesn't really matter, does yeah. it? Just tell the story. And also,
1: too, if you have a great song, you don't need tricks to sell it, you yeah. just tell the story, like you say.
0: Yeah, yeah, tell the story. Mm. Um, tell me about working with uh, Rob Cavallo. Because That's so sweet, you Aww. you wanted to work for him for a long time, haven't you? Well, I Not for almost, him, sorry, with him.
1: <laughs> I, I when I had been dropped by Atlantic and I screwed everything up, um, I started making a new record on my own called Leave the Light On, and I was looking to get re-signed. So he came to the house, and at that time he was heading up uh, a lot a lot going on over there with Warner's Warner Brothers. He came to the house, and he wanted to do it. And then my producer went ahead and sent him a record that had not been mixed. Yeah, up. and he heard that he didn't like it. He passed. So a ton of years go by, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, whenever it was, I go to his house. He cooks a lot, and he cooks these for these big parties for a lot, a lot of people, and they set up tables all throughout <sighs> the house. But the reason why I went is because my best girlfriend Erica's sister is his wife for many, many years since right. they were kids. So I was going over there and he had a piano there and I just got up and played a few songs and he came up to me after and he said, I want to produce those three songs if you're cool with that. And I said, Yeah, of course. And then it turned into a whole record. Yeah. But I'll tell you something about that dude, man. I mean, I, I didn't know of a lot of what he'd done. I knew that he'd done a lot of the Green Day stuff. He had signed them, um, as well as he did Alanis Morris that's Uninvited. And and that song Uninvited they did of hers was my favorite thing she'd ever done. Right. Yeah. The production was phenomenal. And anyway, uh I was totally on board to do it, but when I worked with him, the way he worked with me, the level of kindness and sensitivity and respect, how easy he was, open to everything, Um, pretty amazing. I was really lucky. The songs were even luckier. He took care of those <laughs> right, songs. Right, yeah. 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 He's got, yeah. I
0: mean, you know... The the initial talent had to be there, but, I mean, you know, he's he's made them sound great, hasn't he? Yes. He has, yeah. He
1: has, and it's made me just love what he's done with these songs. Each and every song was treated just the way it deserved to be treated. Beautiful. Do
0: you kind of feel vindicated now that he's sort of got on board and gone, yeah, 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 or do you think, this is what I was trying to tell you all along? Come on, you know, it's like... No,
1: I mean, I'm proud of every record I've done. sure there are some that make me kind of cringe like uh, my California record I cu- I think should have been left acoustic because the day I, whenever the songwriting took place the recording was always done that day so you got the live right. piano and vocal and that was or, or vocal and guitar and it was acoustic and then all these layers were put on top of it and then it was put out and I was really disappointed in that um the last Joe record I did Black Coffee Absolutely disappointed in that. My very first... Uh, really, yeah? Uh, yeah? my first major label with Atlantic Immortal. It was such a hard rock thing we were doing, and it wasn't captured. So, but I love them all, but there are certainly some that make me go, oh, this is too bad. <laughs> but this is not one that I feel, oh, this is too bad. I really, really genuinely enjoy listening to it. It's like I'm listening to a different artist. When we mastered Usually, I listen to a record through two, three times, never, ever again, unless I have to refer to some parts maybe that I've forgotten. And on this one, I remember I took off for a six-week tour the day after mastering, and I listened to it every day for those six weeks on tour. And it was like I discovered a new artist, because every time I find someone new that I love, I I study and listen. And uh, it was like that. It wasn't even like I was listening to my record. It was bizarre. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And I would send him messages every day. I love you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Poor guy. I was probably bugging him so bad. But I just wanted him to know how grateful I was to him.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the album that he passed on, Leave the Light On, mm-hmm. I mean, that went platinum, right?
1: It did well in so it's, countries. you countries. Know, yeah, yeah. And I love that album. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it did pretty good. You know, would you, would, you, would you love to hear a version of... That he produced?
1: No, 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 no. Is that I've done and dusted now? Yeah. Pieces go. Yeah. But there is an idea with Mark Hornsby, his, and he is the man who engineered and mixed uh, the Royal Albert. Mm. And he's a lovely guy. And there's an idea for me to go in with just piano vocal of whichever songs we choose from my whole catalog and build an 88 piece orchestra around it and wow. do like 12 songs like that. And I think that might be wow. fun. That you would know? sounds
0: pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that might be cool. <laughs> so we would
1: revisit things, something like "Light On," because I would definitely have that song be one of them. You know, I think yeah. out
0: of the whole back catalog. I mean, can you pick favorites now, or is it like of songs, picking a favorite or dog or something? Yeah, songs, songs. songs yeah, any well, "Sky a-
1: Full of Clover" has always been one of my very. Favorite songs Um, and that's just a direct song to God. It's all about faith and having faith that there is something that is so wonderful and amazing. It's got our back. It's got everything and what we deem as bad and what we deem as good is just our own unevolved misperceptions, Mm -hmm. but his perception is not and that is that kind of song. It's just all hope love God. So I love that song. I love my California. Um, I adore and worship my husband. He's the greatest thing I've ever experienced on this planet as long as I've been alive. If I lived for a billion years, I'd never see or feel something as beautiful as Scott. And that song really talks about my thankfulness f- f- to him for healing me and loving me and staying with me. I am a hard <laughs> woman to be with. And he, I think, gets entertained by it. I really do. Really? Oh, yeah. I think he likes tough women. Do you think he likes the challenge? I do. Yeah. yeah, And he's so confident of a person, not cocky, but I think confident of a person, that nothing I do makes him feel um, slighted or less than. And he just has a lot of empathy and, and patience. And, and And thankfully so, you know, he is definitely entertained. But he says <laughs> that the reason why he stays in there is because who I am behind addiction and mental illness, who I really am, he always says, is someone that makes him laugh. And makes them feel so loved. So maybe that's the good thing I bring, is I make them feel loved, you know?
0: Which is basically what we all want, really, isn't it? That's the best thing, right? Yeah. 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 What else is to strip everything back? What else is to. Just talking about addiction and stuff there. Obviously, you you know, you're kind of good with things these days. Well,
1: it's always a work in progress. I never like to say, that's it, I'm cured, yep. blah, 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 blah. Yep. Because it doesn't work that way in my life. I've had a couple of uh, long bouts of sobriety and much longer bouts of using. Right now, if I make it to January 3rd, I'll have five years, no booze and no drug drugs. The drugs I take are yeah. my mind. They're totally non-addictive. They're medications that are specifically for bipolar one. But then I got also turned on to some wonderful vitamin therapies that I take now. And then also CBD oil isolate. Right, That's an isolate. So it's not full spectrum. It only has one compound and that's the CBD oil. And that thing has been so great for me because it's going to lengthen my lifespan. Because I don't have to take so much of one of my head meds it causes a lot of terrible side effects. And I'm not going to mention what that is because I don't want to turn anyone off from that. Yeah. <laughs> but by taking the CBD, that has made it so I could lower these medications. And it's it's like I'm on those medications at a higher level. That's what the CBD is doing.
0: That's, that's great. So it's great.
1: And it's got no side effects, nothing terrible for you. So that's a beautiful thing. Being
0: hearing lots of good things about the CBD stuff. Yeah. It needs to be...
1: It's, it's, revolu- it's yeah. revolutionising the mental uh, health community. We
0: all need some help, for yeah, sure. I mean, did. I know <laughs> yeah. I've been there, but sure. Yeah. So uh, so what, what do you do now these days to, you know, get a bit of a party on? What is it, a bit of gardening, is it? That- oh,
1: God, to get a bit of a party on? Listen, <laughs> I don't need to drink or do any drugs to get a bit of a party on. My brain is always in a party. That's why I take medication to chill the <laughs> motherfucker out. Right. Right? Yeah. So I wake up with tons of energy. What I love about being home, Is it when I'm home, I get to do my manic cleaning because I love to clean. I get to swim for an hour. I get to do all my gardening and I get to write and vocalize. I get to work with my coach. So I'm doing things where I'm using my body and then I cook a lot for my friends, my family. So I'm always go, 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 go. When I come on the road, I always go through a difficult changeover because the road doesn't let you. People always say, oh my God, aren't you tired when you're on the road? It's way more exhausting being at home than it is on the road. Because on the road, you're limited. I can swim. I can do the show. And I can take little walks. But I can't really get my hands dirty and get into things, right? So there's a split there. But um I think that uh, my party now is just doing all the things that are so much fun. You know, like gardening like cooking like being with friends and family like going to church i love going to church i love it it's so fun i don't agree with half the stuff they talk about in there <laughs> but i don't have to because i'm just with people who are looking for the light yeah and yeah. those are the kind of people i want to be around yeah, you know? yeah. do you
0: think that's almost an age thing maybe or is-
1: it could be i think gardening might be yeah i hear a lot of other women my age they get into gardening and i i don't know i don't know if that's our natural mother in us of wanting to nurture and watch something grow and plant and you know what i mean i don't know what that is i never had children but there is something that seems really nurturing about it that i love yeah and it's not harmful to your body it's you know what i mean you can overdo it i definitely overdo it i have scott set up spotlights in the yard (laughs) at night when I'm not done with my 19-hour run.
0: He must love I'm you so, so much.
1: so manic. And he's just like this, come out of the yard. It's four in the morning. The neighbors are looking into the yard. Come on. Like, I'm almost done, man. I just got to take this little lemon tree. She's almost ready to go. I swear to God.
0: You know, the neighbors are going, she, she's burying something Do- back there. Again. I know, you know she's burying like, a skeleton. It's, it's- Scott's still there. Is he still? Oh. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott's on But all okay, our yeah. neighbors are all musicians
1: anyway, so they're all freaking half okay. out of their mind. Okay, so they're probably and used they're to And They're so yeah. cool, yeah. <laughs> and they're up all night in their studios, making so much noise. So it's all good.
0: <laughs> Where to next? Him. What, what so do you we're see? We're doing this
1: promo run. Yeah. Yeah. And I think after England, we're going to Poland. I believe. I think we're hitting Holland. Um, we've just come from New York and Paris, um, but I think it's a total of about four and a half weeks of promo. And then I go home and I'm going to start doing rehearsals with the band. Do
0: you think promo is more wearing than, uh, than the actual gigs? Well, promo <laughs> way
1: harder for me. Yeah. Because I feel like a dick, like trying to say, oh, you should hi, I'm bad. you should buy my record or, oh, come to my... Yeah, it just yeah. seems kind of gross to do that. Yeah. But I understand that there is a respect that I show to the record company doing that. And also, I think there's a bit of a respect that you show to an audience does want to know about what's going on and why yeah they don't sure. just want to watch yeah. you sing it they want to know why you you sang it in the first place or wrote it in the first place because i know that's how i feel too whenever a new artist comes out or someone that i love comes out and i want it like lana del rey i'm the biggest fan so i go and look on youtube of all her interviews about her latest record which is so great by the way she's so great do you like her not a she's lot too girly not for you. a lot
0: i find it a little bit too depressing it, it grates on me
1: slightly really yeah I love her so yeah. much. I'm so madly in love with her. I would marry her and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what do
0: you know? do? She's nowhere as good as you. That's what I would say. Oh, no no I way. Think she's so much
1: better. Oh no my way. God. No
0: way. No way. No. She's got
1: like a crooner's voice and she's dropped it gorgeous. And then her lyrics to me is like a living Leonard Cohen in a female mm. body. And I was such a fan of Leonard Cohen. Oh my God. We lost him. Yeah. He was the greatest. Yeah. Such a great writer.
0: We've lost so many people lately, haven't we? Yeah. It's like dropping like flies. I know. know, know, know. uh, God, this is a this is a morbid one. It's okay. I like morbid. What do you think when you go? People will be saying and and, and, you know what do you you want to leave behind?
1: I don't think that matters. Um what do I want to leave behind? I think that these songs, I would love to see them covered by other people. And in terms of leaving behind any part of my life or my story, I would like for people maybe to be a little inspired by no matter how crazy you think you are or how much of a loser you think you are or how unvaluable you are. Just know there's an ass for every face. (laughs) And if I can get Scott anyone can get something wonderful that will love them as they are and the beauty about that kind of love is it teaches you to love the very things or at least giggle at the very things that you hate about yourself and not take them so seriously and heavily. It's just a journey, right? And I I would like to leave that behind that hope of God and love and you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds good to me. I was going to finish it there, but one last thing I wanted to touch on that you just said. Okay. You'd love to hear a cover of one of your songs. Is nobody ever covered any of your songs? Yeah, some
1: nice people cover it. But like, I would love to hear someone like like an Aretha Franklin or something like that sing uh, Tell Her You Belong To Me. Because I wrote that song for my dad. I love that song so much. But I'm not a good enough singer to really deliver that song. And I remembered even writing it thinking, God, I would wish someone just a bad mother, like Jennifer Hudson, or just one of those that are severely brilliant singers. Take that and just take it to church, you know? Yeah, yeah. That would be so neat. That would be really <laughs> neat.
0: I always say, careful what you wish for. I had a song that I wrote once, and somebody covered it. Uh, it was awful. and I was thought, it? Is, Was it awful? That- is that what is that how you hear my song? It can make me feel like ah oh, is this like oh. Aww. But that's that's another story entirely. Yeah. So, <laughs> I am glad that people are going to cover your songs and do and great jobs with them and, uh, and uh, But I want
1: to you know. I want to plant a seed in your head about that what you just said though about who covered your song and yeah. didn't do it very good. This is the beauty of art. Van Gogh, one of the greatest painters of all time, never sold a painting. Yeah. Died in his mind as a drunk and as a loser. If you look at the most prized and valued paintings on the planet, I think his he has three of his in the top ten. Yeah. Okay. So to you, that person maybe destroyed your song or didn't do very good. But I bet you there are a lot of people around that person who thinks it's awesome. Maybe and you had something to do with that joy that goes to those people that I love it. I think
0: I made their mums very happy. Yeah. is that mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's <kind of> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of mean for saying that now, but yeah, yeah you're right. But you know, know what? I, no, don't, don't be positives. mean. That's so yeah. human. Yeah. I get
1: it. I've heard some people cover some of my stuff and I go, "I guess I'm like, oh, this is a loser. But no, there's someone else that, that might love that. And that's yeah. cool. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: We can all, we all love something different, aren't we? And that's, yeah.
1: that's what's important. Thank God. Yeah.
0: Beth, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you again. It's so You're good to talk to
1: you again. <laughs> You're such a sweetie. Buddy.
0: You're always so uh, bubbly and lovely, and you know, and, and have something to say, which is which is great because uh, uh, that's what people want to hear.
1: Thank you so, so much.
0: So there you go. That was me, big boy bloater, uh, chatting to the lovely Beth Hart in London a few weeks ago. Oh, she was just absolutely so fantastic. Was pleasure. pleasure Mr. Mr. Adam, yes. Yes, totally a pleasure. Um, it's always great whenever we get to see Beth. And she's just one of those lovely, lovely people. She lights up a room. You know, she great certainly atmosphere, does, great vibe. Yeah. yeah, there's always lots and lots of energy and excitement when Beth's in the room, isn't there? She, Definitely. Yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to the Blues Podcast. A big thank you to the Mascot Label Group for supporting us. And uh, if you want to know what we're up to, then uh, get on Instagram and follow us. Yeah, that's right. You can follow us on Instagram, and the handle is at the Blues Podcast. So check us out on Instagram and see what's coming up next. Uh, what is coming up next, big boy? I think um, I think I'm going to have a little lie down after all that. Actually, it was very exciting, <laughs> wasn't it? It was very exciting. Uh, you deserve it. Well done. A lie down in a dark room with some grapefruit juice. I think <laughs> it's me, big boy bloater, and Adam. And thank you for listening to the Blues Podcast. Catch us next time. Bye.